0: FM's the beat goes on with
1: Kelly Ann Ford today
0: You can't hide. You can't hide. You can't hide. You can't hide. Look in the mirror. There you are. You can't hide, no. You can't hide. You can't hide, no. No, no. You may run no. No, no. You can't hide, brothers. You can't hide. Sisters, you can't
1: handle
0: Got to take you back say There you are
2: Mr. Teddy Prendergast, you can't hide from yourself on Today FM. I hope you're all well. It's Kellyanne Byrne here with you on The Beat Goes On Until 12. And I've got a very special hour coming up tonight because I'm going to dedicate the first hour to the music of Teddy Prendergast. And if you've been tuning in over the last few weeks, you would have heard me mention a new documentary about him called If You Don't Know Me, which has been shown in the Sugar Club on April 3rd. And uh, the director and producer of that documentary, Olivia Littenstein, is going to be on the show tonight um, talking about Teddy and talking about the documentary. I caught up with her during the week and um, his story is fascinating from Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, which a lot of people don't know he was the lead singer of, to his solo career, to um, a tragic accident that happened to him when he was about 32 uh, that left him paralysed from the neck down. Um, so like I say very special show I love Teddy's voice and I love Harold Melvin and all the solo stuff um, that he did I think he had a voice like no other and the first track that really made Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes big was If You Don't Know Me by Now
0: All the things that we've been through you should understand me like I understand you now baby I know the difference between right and wrong I ain't gonna do nothing to upset our happy home We only act like children. When we argue falsified, if you don't know, me if you don't die now, now, you will never, never, never know. Me. You'll never, never, never know me. Ooh, 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 hey. If you don't know, me if you don't by now, if you don't know me. Billy Amburn on Today FM.
2: Teddy Prendergast, get up, get down, get funky, get loose. And if you have just tuned in, I'm dedicating the first hour of this show to Teddy Um, his music as a solo artist and also with Hara Melvin and the Blue Notes. And um, I will, you will also be hearing from Olivia Littenstein in just a few minutes' time. She is the director and producer of the new documentary about Teddy Prendergast's life. If you don't know me, and that's going to be in the Sugar Club on April 3rd and his life story is fascinating you'll hear it all in a few minutes time a lot of stuff I didn't know even being a big fan of his music over the years um Roy McGrath said can you play the love I lost I'm going to do it as a live version in just a few minutes time from a live coast to coast but I just want to play this track right now um which is a personal favorite and when you hear this track I think bring back the slowdown seriously (laughs) this is called come go with me
0: lonely tonight. You see, I want, I want some company. You look like you're just my type. You're the kind, you're the kind whose spirits are running free. Let's take a sip of some of pressure. You see, we'll just let, we'll just let the evening flow. Come on and go with me. I'd show like that, babe. Come on over to my place. It would be so nice, it would be so good. Get away, you want to get away from this noisy crowd Let's go where it's nice and quiet Where there's nobody, there's nobody else around To you You see, cause it sounds so good It sounds so good to me Come on and go with me Would you do that, baby? Come on over to my place Would you do that, baby? Would you do that, baby?
1: It goes on with Kelly Amburn
0: on Today FM.
2: Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes don't lead me this way and of course the lead singer of Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes was actually Teddy Pendergrass which a lot of us uh, well I knew but a lot of people don't know but um, I'm getting lots of texts in saying wow what a voice and also just uh, Helen and Saigo, Kelly on you just took me to my childhood this was my late great mother's favourite song it's a classic but um, but um, as I mentioned, tonight on the show, in the first hour, I'm playing the music of Teddy Pendergrass and the reason being there is a, a wonderful new documentary which has just come out called If You Don't Know Me and that's going to be shown in the Sugar Club on April 3rd and I was lucky enough to catch up with the director of that documentary during the week. Her name is Olivia Littenstein, director and producer, and uh, we had a brilliant shot about um, Teddy Pendergrass and we started out just by talking about how the documentary came about and then also... How at the height of his fame, at the age of 32, he had a horrific car accident, which left him paralysed from the neck down, and what happened afterwards?
3: I've always loved soul music, it was always my jam, and I grew up listening to all of these guys, you know, we just listened to all of the American, you know, Motown and Sound of Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. and we used to... In the break, uh, we'd be in the hall kind of making up these little formation dances. Oh, lovely. Uh, yeah. To all of the soul records. Yeah. Um, and then I had sort of started to listen to Teddy again, and I was watching a documentary about Shep Gordon okay. called Supermensch, and there was a bit in that about Teddy because Shep, of course, was Teddy's manager. Mm. And I suddenly was watching it, and I thought, God, you know, I hadn't realized what had happened to Teddy and what his real story was. Okay. And I thought, I just had this overwhelming urge that I had to tell this story. And so I managed to find an email address for Shep. Okay. And I wrote to him and said, look, I have to talk to you about something.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, And he sent me his number and said, call me.
2: And then then it all went from there.
3: And then it all went from there and he introduced me to the family and then I made a trip over to Philadelphia to meet them. Mm -hmm. And I did a little bit of filming and I put together a, a taster. Right. And I used that to, you know, take to BBC films and to raise the finance.
2: That's amazing. Um, It's interesting what you said there about not knowing exactly, you know, obviously knowing the music, but not knowing exactly what had happened to him because I didn't either until I saw that you had done this. And his story is remarkable. Um, Do you want to just talk a little bit about what happened in his early
3: 30s? Yeah. I think, you know, the thing is, so we all, you know, I think it was it was interesting with Teddy, because he was the lead singer of Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, mm-hmm. and the band was called Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, and not Teddy Pendergrass and the Blue Notes. Yeah. Lots of people aren't aware that the voice on all of those songs that we all know, like, Don't Leave Me This Way, and If You Don't mm-hmm. Know Me By Now, and Wake Up Everybody, that's Teddy. Yeah. And then, you know, what happened after that was he left Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes and he had a fantastically successful solo career. Incredible, yeah. Five platinum albums, one Mm -hmm. after the other, the Mm -hmm. first African-American artist to do that. Yes. And he was literally on the brink of kind of global superstardom. He was playing these... Sell-out concerts, which yeah. were for women only, because he was such a kind of you know so charismatic, yeah. and women loved him. He was it's
2: so beautiful, oh he my was god, so beautiful.
3: Yeah. I mean, just and his charisma is still there. You know, on the screen, it's just you can't escape it. Yeah. And then, just about um, you know eight days or so before his thirty-second birthday, he had a terrible car accident, which left him quadriplegic. God. So he spent the rest of his life in a wheelchair. Yeah and he wasn't sure whether he'd be able to sing again or not yeah and um you know so so it wasn't it's not just really the story of a musical figure mm-hmm. it's also you know this, this kind of powerful human story yes of yeah. triumph over adversity and how you come to terms with such a tragedy
2: absolutely i think i i was reading something where after the accident happened, he did think about ending his own life.
3: He, he he couldn't do that without help. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the kind of terrible irony as well.
2: Mm-hmm. And did uh, he, he spoke to family members then, wasn't it? I, I heard it was kind of like a mock funeral. Is that correct?
3: Well, what happened was he had the great good fortune to meet a fantastic psychotherapist called dr dan gottlieb Mm -hmm. who himself is quadriplegic um as a result of an accident and um dan uh staged this mock funeral so that teddy could be aware of what he meant to people and Mm -hmm. said you have to get together all of the people in your life your whole kind of network and community your family your friends and he put Teddy in the middle of a room and covered him with a sheet and everyone came up to him and told him what he meant to them and some of them were angry and some were crying you know yeah. very emotional and when they came to the end of this they took the sheet off him and Teddy said I don't want to die I want to live
2: That's amazing, yeah. And then afterwards, he just... Because he he recorded after the accident happened um, also, didn't he?
3: Well, this was the wonderful thing, was that, you know, he did manage to sing again, and Mm -hmm. he did go on to record more albums, and four of them went gold. Wow. So, you know, he he was this kind of extraordinary determination, and... uh, You know, because the thing about singing, of course, is it's not just about the voice, it's also about the kind of the bellows, you know, the power behind Uh it and being able to use your diaphragm. Yeah. And so he had to find ways to work around that because of his paralysis.
2: Yeah. Something I was thinking about as well was obviously he was from Philadelphia, right? And, um, you were, you mentioned that you went over there. Um, in the actual documentary, was it important to you? Because that's a city with an incredible musical heritage. Was it important to you to get that across in the documentary?
3: Very important. And I mm-hmm. decided very early on that Philadelphia needed to be a character in the film. Okay. Because. Teddy's voice, as well, was sort of you know was so emblematic of the sound of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He was really the kind of the voice of that. Yes, and he was a real Philly boy mm-hmm. and lived his whole life there. And oh. people from Philadelphia have a great kind of patriotism about their city, you know. Right. Um, and so, and actually, it's a rather handsome city.
1: Okay, yeah, I've so never been. I'd yeah, love to go. No,
3: it's great. You know, it's really it's it's funny. Somebody said to me, it's the largest small city. A small town in the world wow because somehow every and it's true you really connect you know once you meet people they introduce you to other people and it's everyone sort of seems to know each other even though yeah. it's actually a large city um, so yes it's very very present in the film okay
2: Great! I actually, um, I was listening to one of his live albums yesterday, and there's a there's a, there's a mashup of like um, if you don't know me by now, and uh, I think it's followed by the love I lost and, and a couple of others. But at the start of that that uh, song, he says, "If you can sell out your hometown, you can go anywhere in the world." And it was in Philadelphia um, that he was singing. Wow! Well,
3: that's great. And actually, what was lovely for us was that the, the the very first screening of the film Mm. it was chosen as the closing night film at the Philadelphia Film Festival Oh brilliant Um, and so that was a wonderful kind of start to the life of the film and it felt absolutely appropriate as well
2: Yeah, Um, something I was uh, I read about today as well which interested me was he had um, he'd kind of done stuff for black rights as well hadn't he for equal equal rights for black artists and I, I, I they were talking about the Chitlin circuit do you want to talk a little bit about that or
3: Yeah, I mean, that's so interesting as well, and this is something that, you know, I discovered and found out about during the course of making the film. So the Chitlin circuit was basically a whole kind of circuit of venues across America where black artists would perform and they would be in sort of special you know clubs and venues Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is you know obviously sort of at the time when there's still segregation in the united states yes and so they would play there and then they would have to stay in particular places that they were allowed to stay which is actually the basis of the film green book which just won the Oscar. oh yeah yeah okay um and so um What happened was that there was a kind of form of exploitation that went on, which was that they were told that they had to play these venues for Mm -hmm. virtually nothing in order to get radio play for their music. So there was a real sort of abuse of African-American artists where they were kind of being made to work for almost nothing. Yeah. And what happened was that when Shep became Teddy's manager, he was sort of outraged by this Mm -hmm. and said, you know, this is, I don't want to do this. And and Teddy said, okay, but be aware that, first of all, my last manager was shot. Oh,
1: gosh.
3: Um, And also these, you know, these guys are pretty serious. Mm. Um, And um, Shep said, well, okay, but, you know, I'm just not going to, let's not, let's, let's not do it let's go with different promoters and do it differently and teddy said okay i'm with you and wow. so they did and they got death threats and they had to have FBI protection yeah. but what they effectively managed to do was to sort of break the circuit Brilliant. and pave the way for other artists Yes
2: um, It's interesting because I don't know if you saw that Sam Cooke documentary on Netflix Have you watched that?
3: I haven't watched it yet actually yeah. but I'm aware that it's there and I want, to, I want to see it
2: Yeah because reading about your documentary it reminded me of that because a little bit like um, Teddy I didn't know that Sam Cooke had been shot I play his stuff on the radio all the time and 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 he was completely working for um, equal rights for black artists. Yeah. It was just so. I think it's great that people who ever, I don't know who's behind that documentary, but and yourself that you're telling these stories that um, otherwise we wouldn't hear.
3: And it's so important that we do, you know. And one of the other things I really felt with this film was that it was you know okay, it's about something that was happening sort of in the seventies and eighties, mm. but it's just as relevant today. Oh, completely. Because, you know because we yeah. still have terrible sort of inequalities and. Oh. And so I felt that there's so, and that was why, in a way, I had this kind of motif of of Philadelphia today going through the film, because I was trying to make the point that Mm -hmm. things haven't really changed, and certainly not as much as they should have. And a song like Wake Up Everybody is as relevant today as it was in 1975. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with you there. And sometimes you do wonder as well with these artists, if they had been white, there would have been a lot more... Uh, around their deaths like with Sam Cooke they just that was all just like forgotten about you know
3: absolutely and I do think that somebody with Teddy's talent Mm -hmm. um, you know why is he not remembered as well as he should be and if he'd been white Mm -hmm. I think you know it would have been otherwise
2: that's Olivia Littenstein, and she is the director of the new Teddy Pendergrass documentary. If you don't know me, I'm going to, you're going to hear more from her in just a few minutes time. But I mentioned there, um, about a, a live mashup I was talking about. If you don't know me, the love I lost, bad luck and, um, wake up everybody. And that was from a live concert in Philadelphia. And I'm going to play that right now. The album is live coast to coast and I'm going to do it from start to finish because. Listen to his voice talking at the start, you'll see how char- charismatic he was and how great he was live.
0: Thank you so much, Philadelphia. How are you, hometown, huh? Oh, I don't believe it. How are you, Philadelphia?
4: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Land of my birth. So glad to be here. Boy, oh, boy. Excuse me one second while I get some, some aqua such a pleasure to, to come home every year because uh, I have a very special love for this city and uh, I just like to say thank you very much for coming out like you did uh, they have a saying in show business that uh, if you can sell out your hometown you can go anywhere in the world and if that's any indication of what's going to happen in my career you're responsible. Thank you again. Yes, sir. We'd also like to take a, just a few minutes out to uh, give a little credit where credit is due. And we do it at this point in the show because we probably won't have another chance to stop. So we'd like for you to acknowledge a few people that make everything just so wonderful. Would you please a bunch of talented musicians sound awful damn good would you please the teddy bear orchestra directed by mr. Samuel Reed. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. the court prize. Come on give it up to him. Yes sir. What's up buddy? And also here to my right I love him madly. Would you please Melva, Harriet and Sherry these are Teddy's angels.
0: <laughs> Ow! Come on, fellas!
4: Ow! <laughs> see, see, We'd like to, uh, since you've been so damn good to us for so many years. We, uh, you remember us, and we did a few things for a few years with a group of gentlemen that I love very dearly. Would you do me a favor and give a round of applause for Mr. Howard. Now, in the blue notes, would you do? at the time you didn't know my name was Teddy. We would like to go back and do some songs that were some of our favorites and hopefully some of yours.
0: understand me like I'm trying to understand you now baby I know the difference between right and wrong yeah I ain't gonna do nothing to upset my happy home and oh don't you get excited when I come home a little late at night, I can do it if I will we Cause they only act like a children When we argue, you fuss and bite i no planning. For something went wrong I can't tell you what it was We love each other We're just beautiful Take a good look at me They're lately you Start to lose. Cause don't know everything you might try to do. Bad luck balance got to show the performance. Take the wisdom Don't go try. Don't oh, think about it. I think you're about to lose your mind. Some people call it Jake. Some say it ain't my day But if you want to know the truth about it, I say it.
2: But I wish I'd got to see him live in concert, Teddy Pendergrass, and that is uh, If You Don't Know Me, The Love I Lost, Bad Luck and Wake Up Everybody. And that's from live coast to coast. And if you have just, just tuned in, um, I, I got to catch up with the director of the new documentary by Teddy Pendergrass called If You Don't Know Me. And that's going to be shown in the Sugar Club on April 3rd. Her name is Olivia Littenshine. And, uh, it's just great that she's told his story, which, uh, a lot of us didn't know about. But, um, in this final part of the interview, we were just talking about her going to Philadelphia, and meeting with family and friends. And, uh, apparently his mother is 100 years old what you you mentioned that you went uh, to Philadelphia and you interviewed the family and um a lot of kind of old band members and stuff. Is there any particular story that they told you that stands out or um that you'd like to share or about well- Teddy?
3: Oh, there were so many, you know, because I really felt that I kind of got to know him through all these people Aww. that had known him and loved him and worked mm. with him. And I brought the band back together to play together again. Wow. Um, and so they're reunited in the film and it's the first time they've played together for 36 years. Um, oh, my God, And amazing. so that was incredibly moving. Mm. I mean, I think that... Um, What kind of emerged, well, first of all, you know, Teddy himself, very complicated guy, very clever guy, uh, very charismatic, big ego, which I think you need (laughs) to be able to own a stage like that. But also, you know, was very kind and loving as well, and had a really kind of complex life, you know, and Mm -hmm. and he'd, he'd been brought up by his single parent mother. Okay. Um, his father was murdered. He only met his father once, but his father was murdered in a card game. Oh, my God. You know, so he had all of this, and then the backdrop of Philadelphia, where there was a lot of gangster life and police corruption. And so, you know, it was a bit like a sort of unfolding detective story because I found out more and more about the complexity and, you know, and a lot of, you know, some unanswered questions. And I think that where the family was very good was that they... They just kind of let me tell the story Brilliant. and, you know, the good bits as well as the bad. Yeah. I believe his mother is 100. She is. She oh, is. wow. She's, and she's, she's amazing. You know, she's as sharp as anything. Yeah. Um, and um, she's very, uh, you know, he was brought up in the church. Um, right. And so obviously had that kind of music as part of his background and influence, gospel music. Ben was a drummer. Uh, became a drummer first of all and was the drummer for Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes and then they heard him sing and moved him up to the front
2: That's right, I was reading that and I, I, I felt so sad actually even reading that that he didn't get the credit like Harold Melvin was pocketing all the money and he was really the person doing all the work because apparently they weren't really successful before he came on board that's
3: right, and they weren't successful after he left either.
2: You hear so many stories like that of that time, you know, of um, of of uh, yes. singers and being completely ripped off. Um, I also uh, heard a lovely thing. Uh, if you could tell me, about, there's some remixes of his tracks being done. Yeah,
3: so that's been really exciting. Mm. So, Mix Mag um, mm-hmm. have got these five amazing DJs. Um, to remix five of Teddy's tracks, and brilliant. They uh, Jamie Jones is on a remix. I of heard that, yeah, I heard that one. Life is a song worth singing, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's great. So, um, I, it, uh, so that's really exciting because one of the things I think we wanted to do was to be able to find a way to bring his music to an, you know a younger generation mm-hmm. and yeah. help them find their way to Teddy. Yeah. Because lots of, you know, lots of hip-hop artists and people in the music business, they all know who Teddy Pendergrass is. Yeah. And a lot of them have sampled him. But there's a whole generation out there that haven't heard of him. And I think that this will be a good sort of introduction.
2: Absolutely. And I think, you know, that kind of music, it just never dies.
3: Because it's got
2: soul. It's got soul. That's exactly it. And you can connect with it. Like, before um, this interview, I was listening to his albums today. And I, every time I hear The Love I Lost, I cry. Every ah. single time.
3: I know it's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. Such a great song. Do you, yeah. do you have a
2: favorite Teddy track?
3: Well, I love the Harold Melvin and the Blue Note stuff, but I also love um, songs like "Love TKO," "Yes Girl," yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know. And actually, what I, what we found also uh, and is put in the film, there were a couple of songs that he sang that he never actually recorded, but he performed live. Okay, and his version of "Lady." Amazing is unbelievable. Oh
2: wow. And will we get to hear that in the in the documentary? Yes brilliant yes. it's been screened in the states hasn't it and i saw you're in the bfi is that right just recently oh, yes,
3: it's been it's been out on showtime in america okay um and has been really fantastic reaction to it there and brilliant. we had the we had the uk premiere at the bfi south bank last tuesday mm-hmm. and it's now screening in cinemas throughout the uk Amazing. Um and so if people want to find it they can go to Movie House Entertainment to their website which is moviehouseent dot com. Okay. And they'll find all the cinemas and the screenings there.
2: Right, okay, brilliant. And you're gonna be here on April third in the Sugar Club. It's going to be. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, have you you ever been to Ireland? No. Oh, shameful. Oh, that's yeah. (laughs) Oh, you're going to love it, and that's a beautiful space. It's a really nice place um to for to to be on, and I believe uh, Jim Carroll is going to be interviewing you then that night. I think as well doing the Q and A. Yeah.
3: No, I'm so I'm so excited that this film is finally taking me to Ireland. Yeah. Oh
2: God, I I can't wait for it, and um you know we're we're spreading the word everywhere, so I'm talking loads about it. Yeah. So really looking forward to that and um yeah just that's about it then so thank you so much for your time oh it's been so lovely and really thank you for doing it because it's like i say you do these guys you wouldn't know otherwise and it's a story that needs to be told
3: absolutely Uh, yeah Yeah. and
2: aside from being a musician like you say it's a story of hope and 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 keeping going Yeah. yeah yeah oh listen thank you so much olivia
3: Thank you. Okay, Lovely I'll see you on to. April
2: 3rd. Okay, look forward to it. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. 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 That's uh, Olivia Luttenstein and she's the director of uh, the new Teddy Panagross documentary, If You Don't Know Me, and uh, producer also. And um, I'm sure you can tell by listening to that how fascinating his life was. And I'm really looking forward to that. That's on April 3rd in the Sugar Club. And I hope you can head along. Jim Carroll will be interviewing her also. Um, just before I, f- I'm going to play her favorite Teddy Pendergrass track before we go into the second hour of the show. But just to let you know, it's on the way. Uh, new music from JD Twitch from Optimo, I've also got Saron, Orkit, uh, Session Victim, Connie, Art of Tones, Ashford and Simpsons, Joey Negro. Uh, If you want to hit me up, 0874 100 102 is text number and I'm over on Twitter at Kelly KellyAnburn2 and Olivia mentioned there that she loved TKO and I think it's so wonderful that she's done this documentary and this is for her.
0: I guess I shedded some tears I told myself time and time again This time I'm gonna win But another fight Things ain't right I'm losing again Take a fool and lose twice Step all over again Think I better let it go Like another love TKO. Oh, 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 think I better let it go. What you let think it about it, girl? girl like oh yeah. T-K-O. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Try to take control of the love, love to control of me. Cause I lose all thought, sense of time. Never change your mind. Taking the bumps and the bruises of all the things of a two-time mission. Trying to hold on when faith is gone. It's just another sad song. I think I better let it go. What you say about it? Looks like another love TKO. Oh, I think I better let it go Oh, it go, oh, babe. Babe. Looks like another love to you, Oh, sometimes, sometimes I just feel like I want to sing want to sing,